I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Oh my God, an intro. That's nice and new. Great. Love it. Uh, sorry, I'm fighting a cold. Please forgive my sniffles and hacks. I wanted, though, to talk today about something that just kind of like blew past me, and I wanted to talk about it before I forgot. There's this culture of review, let's call it, where, um, well, quite frankly, it's this idea that there's some kind of hierarchy to reviews that some reviews count more than others just because of who's leaving the review. And then within reviews as a whole, some reviews are natively better based on whatever grading system they use or whatever scale or metrics they apply. And I, I just want to get across to you that none of that is true. Like zero of that, is worth your time and effort. Yes, reviews are important. Yep, absolutely. Reviews matter because reviews indicate to an algorithm that your material is being viewed and therefore it might be popularized so we can keep it in the loop of things people see and it creates sort of this self-feeding machine that allows possible sales to happen. Reviews totally matter. And good reviews encourage people who are otherwise on the fence to make a sale. Oh, I'll buy this thing. Loads of people like it. So chances are, somehow through the law of communal averages, that I will also have a good experience with it. It's in part reassurance and in part social pressure. However, reviews as a whole don't necessarily have a single format. Some people do. Some people look at how other things are reviewed and say, ah, I will do the same strategy. I will award it a number of burritos out of 10. I will give it a certain number of stars. I will grade it on this scale or grade it on that scale. But they never disclose the exact way the scale is made. They don't talk about the formula. They just say, I'm going to give it four stars. And then maybe they passive-aggressively go back and edit their uh, review in order to say, after, you know, six weeks later, I'm going to give it 4.25 stars, as if that's meaningful. Because what's a star to me might not be a star to you. And that's okay. That's totally fine. It has nothing to do with stars. It has nothing to do with number of burritos or anything like that. It has everything to do with whether or not I can, as a reviewer, articulate what I liked and what I didn't like. See, because here's the thing with reviews. There's no reason to assume expertise. I'm just a person. You're just a person. There is very little reason for me to think that you out there listening to me are an audio engineer who can comment on how I've got my mic set up or that you are a professional orator who can comment on my diction, or that you are, I don't know, 
a short form psychologist who can analyze the number of minutes I speak and draw some profound conclusion about me. It's not worth my time to make any of those jumps or to treat you on the other end of this like you are that kind of person. It just doesn't make sense to do that. But for some reason, we just assume that somebody who's out there leaving an Amazon review is like a master of their craft and the peak of their field, when in fact, they're probably just a person like you or I. And we give so much weight to an Amazon review. We give undue weight to that review. Because even if it's a single sentence, oh, this book sucked, we immediately assume we're garbage. And if it's somebody writing a short novella of the life saga that brought this book into their life and they detail every last jot and tittle about it, we assume they are completely and fully capable of understanding everything and that somehow their estimation that your book, which, I don't know, maybe wasn't about saving the whales, yet their review clearly steers things towards saving the whales, we assume they're right, even though they didn't write the book. This fascinates me. This strange culture we have around reviews, this strange expectation we have that reviewers are experts when they're just consumers. And I say just consumers, not to be pejorative about it, but I say they're consumers because that's what they did. They bought a thing and they're telling you whether or not they liked it. We don't necessarily need their review to be this hyper-detailed, you know, on page 342, the use of split infinitives creates this sense of recognition. No, we don't need any, any academic jargon. We don't need any great scientific approach. We just need somebody to be honest. We just need somebody to straight up say, I liked this book. Maybe you will too. A good review, and I think we've talked about this before, a good review is not an instruction manual. A good review is honest. A good review shows you what someone thought, even if what they thought is inaccurate, incomplete, underfunded, undercooked. It's just sort of, you know, spit out or something. Or overthought, overmanaged, overanalyzed, overdetailed. It, it's a snapshot of somebody's interaction with your book. Nothing more and nothing less. But we, we hype these reviews and say, oh, my God, look how, look how many things this person said. Look how much they said. It, I must be good or I must be just the worst and the awfulest. And, and that's not true. It's just a review. You can encourage good things and good reviews to come by crafting good product and speaking about it honestly and appreciably. By and large, though, to overweight these reviews, to rank them, to prioritize them and say they are infallible given their nature or urgent because they mean everything. It's unfair and inaccurate because a book even with bad a, even with bad reviews can be good because people will review bomb things, right? The, this idea that, oh my God, they put gay people in Star Wars. Star Wars is woke and ruined forever. Get woke, go broke. Has absolutely no bearing on anything. Or, oh, I don't like my politics to get in my novel about political thrillers or something. And that 
whatever. That has nothing to do with neither here nor there of the review, but bad reviews are not necessarily indicative of bad products. Just like good reviews are not indicative of good products. We can buy a thing on the strength of, oh my God, people raved about this thing, but we get it and look at it and go, it's not really for me. That happens. Why does it happen? Because we're people and our reviews are opinions. My encouragement to you today in this ramble is to think about what you would review, what you would say. What would you say in a review to tell somebody how, how a product really is? And what would you want to read from a review to reaffirm that you did a good job? Or that maybe, yes, it's time to consider getting some help with whatever the next steps are. Think about that stuff today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.